What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Destination Radio. It's me, boy Dan Evans. I'm joined by the boy Nathan Cush. What's up, Nath? All right. I was 2020 treating you. Not bad, man. Not bad. Um, <laughs> just had two weeks in bed ill. Uh, but nice. Not, not, too, not too shabby. Um, we're joined by our new boy, Doctor. Dr. Kieran Smith. New boy. Dr. Boy. How are you, Kieran? You're right, the boy doctor. Pretty good, yeah. The boy just, genius. Uh, living the dream up in the chimp sanctuary. And yeah. the yes, this is a special I, episode. I saw like something earlier when I went to get some biscuits uh, from Yolada, and it was just like, I even saw the core of my eye, but it seemed to be like an ape-like shape with the face of a human. Yeah, that's Not unlike my own. That was one of the failed experiments. In the mirror. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> and then I shut the mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a special episode. We're recording uh, live from um, the Chimshack Sanctuary, Kieran's house up in darker Swansea Valley. Yeah, um, the top of the Swansea Valley. And but no, it's it's a great place to where record. dreams are made and, and I'm really crushed to be in Swansea, which is a place. Well, I it's a bit annoying though because we are uh, close to my heart. We had to stop it. on the day of the Swansea Cardiff Derby as well. Uh, yeah, we had to stop uh, for petrol on the way up, wasn't it? and the only way we could pay was through a banjo duel. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, uh, right, so a lot Sorry, of... Sorry, I've got a car anymore. A lot of depressing things have happened in a fortnight, I think, since we recorded last, um, as as I always do. The first thing we're going to start with is there's been a new budget, uh, or a draft budget, um, dropped by the Welsh Government. Now, the talk about this budget was basically that it was, it was deemed to be an anti-austerity or non-austerity budget, and Boris Johnson apparently, you know, is you know a camera who was saying on Twitter they like he's not he's actually not a pro austerity Tory he's like Michael Heseltine he's like an interventionist spend money Tory which is obviously pretty bollocks but the point is apparently that there was six hundred million extra in this budget for the Welsh government um, and Kieran you were saying that this is predictably not true is it well it's six hundred yeah it's a it's a six hundred million increase on last year but. In real terms, I think it's actually a substantial drop by the time you take into account inflation and everything. And it was also, yeah, and it's and it's, and it's far less than we they basically used to get. Like pre-austerity. Oh yeah, pre austerity, it comes. You know, it's far less than. We it's a classic. It's, it's, it's like the classic conservative give and take in it when Boris like um, we're going to put this amount of police back in the streets or whatever, and then it turns out that it was it's actually less than they've cut in the in the first place. Um, but anyway, the budget has actually generated some some robust discussion, and I stupidly, so I was in bed with flu, um, and I was sort of delirious, and I stupidly watched like tuned into like Senate live, and it was just part of this strange out the body out the body experience when like I've like I was so I was like shaking, shivering, like sweating through my blankets, and and then yeah, and then I tad pile on the misery i was like oh i must be smart i'll just uh, <laughs> i'll watch live welsh politics um and it's just the most grim thing in the world because what it is is just a succession of ams from different parties standing up and like reading out these eye-watering list of things that the welsh government have like failed on or like reneged upon or like you know this hospital essentially is in crisis. everything that they have any jurisdiction over yeah, transport. Is, yeah, but like, but like, it's. I mean, I know obviously we documented ourselves, but it's just it's. <clears> you know, millions have been spent on this, and then it's failed, or millions have been pumped into this, and there's been no result. And, and part of that is because they set themselves these ridiculous. They use this such ridiculous rhetoric all the time, and they say this is going to transform everything, and obviously it never does. Um, but all of, yeah, so all it is is just one person after another standing up 
reading out these, like, battering the Welsh government with these lists of, like, horrific cock-ups. And then Drakeford will just sort of stand up and say, like, we are pursuing, like, a radical agenda, basically, and just mutter some words about being radical. Based on... And then it just goes on to the next person. And I was just... Oh, it, it just sent me... Like, uh, it was just... I think Tom Owen said, he was like, that's not going to make anyone better watching that. It's just going to... Yeah. It's just going to exacerbate any illness. deepen your uh, Yeah, deep... Yeah, I, I, yeah, my temperature just, like, got worse. I nearly died, I think. Yeah, it's just, just don't <laughs> call an ambulance because it will not show up. Yeah, yeah You basically. did, though, didn't you? You're still waiting for it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, should probably cancel it now. Um, but, yeah. And, and one of the maddest things about this is that the budget's been announced... And we've got a situation now in Wales where a conservative, Darren Miller, is like teaming up with the NASUWT, the teachers' union, and complaining about cuts to the education budget, which is obviously surreal. Um, and well, I, I, the thing that worries me is like you just you're throwing money at a bottomless pit, aren't you? Because the, if the infrastructure isn't there to to sort of regenerate the economy or to to give people a sense of you know optimism and hope then uh, you, you know you're throwing money away there there are i mean played obviously this week um you know forwarded a motion for the idea of 35 pound a week extra for children in poverty which is like you know a radical proposal and a and a radical use of public money of course whilst labor say, it's urgent as well uh, yeah and Welsh Labour say, well, that's that, which might be actually a you know a useful way of using that kind of money. But they, obviously, Welsh Labour say no. They don't even look <laughs> at it. Not do they don't even look at it because it's applied. Because it's there was it the the Bain principle from Scotland. You know, like the, uh, the was it Willie Willie Bain or something like that in Scotland, a Labour AM or Labour uh, MSP or whatever, just admitted that he was like the Scottish Labour's policy was whatever the SNP proposed, we would reject it regardless of the yeah. content because it was not our policy because, to do yeah. to pass any motion that came from the SNP. Um and set so Seb Cook, who's like a, a great lad, he runs Voice Dot Wales, um, along with Mark Redfern, who's also amazing. You should definitely check that out. Um but Seb said on Twitter, like this is the, this is actually like we're heading to really uncharted, dangerous waters here because you've got the Tories now with this narrative of like perpetual decline that they are obviously going to use. So, like, Betty Cadwalder Health Board has been in special measures for, like, five years. They've now, in the last few days, cancelled all operations for, like, three or four days running. Um, it's a massive crisis in the Welsh mm. NHS. And, and firstly, Drakeford was, like, relatively dismissive about it, which just really wound me up. But what Seb was saying is that there's this narrative now that the Tories can say, like, the Welsh government are, like, responsible for this. And like, and if you look, when I was looking at this like plenary debate, a couple of people like like Mick Anthony were like, oh well, you know, we, you say this is like a good budget, but it's actually like a, a cuts budget, and it is a austerity budget. But Welsh Labour are so awful at like making these arguments or like explaining things to people, whatever, that they're just playing into the conservatives' hands. And honestly, like they, I'm convinced now into twenty twenty one, there's going to be a disaster, and I'm fairly like there's going to be a massive conservative backlash. Um, because the thing is, you can't point, and, and if the Conservatives had any sense as well, or if, if they were minded to, they could run easily an anti-devolution campaign, and it would, you, you could see a cash knife. You see a Conservative majority in 2021, 
Then someone said, let's abolish assembly. Then in like five years, they went an outright majority because mm-hmm. I'm assuming they'd go into coalition reply in 2021. And then in, 20, and then in 2026, they'd act on this mandate to abolish the assembly and it would pass like overwhelmingly people would vote to abolish it. And the thing is like, well, like you look at the, the state of the debate in the Senate is that like Welsh Labour have been making, they've been passing on austerity budgets, right? Like feebly. Like people as assembly have done loads of good work in documenting like this, how many cuts have been passed on to like local authorities stuff by the Welsh government. But like rather than say to, rather than kick off the Welsh government and like protest against cuts to the block grant, they they administer austerity and then they say they call it radical. They haven't got the bollocks to just say. Well, they say it's not. They defer responsibility. It's yeah, not, it, can, it can never be our fault no. because. Uh, it's the not that we ask for the further powers to be able to yeah. administrate welfare, for example, um, but we can't. We wouldn't be able to anyway because it's implemented at Westminster level. So the thing is, like, despite me like constantly like using this to like slack off the Welsh government, right? Objectively, if you were like sympathetic, which I'm not, but if I was, you would say that like the Welsh government um, and this is the point of devolution in the first place have been dealt a, an appalling hand, right? Because the whole point of devolution was like devolution of the acts, really. That was one of them. So Wales is an aging population, right? You've got the fallout of deindustrialization, huge health problems, yeah. like um, lo- large amounts of English retirees moving into Wales. Um, you've got a young population, like a huge amounts of brain drain, like the NHS, so, in, so, yeah. Um, so all all the money of the Welsh government's block grant has historically like over way over half the budget. I think it's, it's, it's about seventy percent. It's, it's, it's now up to seventy, right? Goes on health because yeah. the nation is so ill because this is like the byproduct of de, like of, of deindustrialization and Thatcherism, yeah. right? And they were dealt that hand, and it's an or and, and the same with education, right? Like it's impossible to pick up results in. A country that's blighted by industrialization because you can't take the kids get motivated for education because you're going to have a good job at the end of it because they're not stupid yeah. because they can see the communities and they know there's nothing there. It's a lie. Yeah. Um, it's so there's all these massive. And there's nothing problems. for young people to but, stay for. But yeah. rather than be honest and say, listen, we're, we're facing a massive crisis and like we're getting cuts year on year, we've got an aging population, and rather than like trying anything radical, we'll just go and just throw money at like foreign companies because they're so desperate for the economy to improve um and rather than making these intellectual arguments saying like well do you know what like we can't do this because we haven't got the money we haven't got the capacity they do things like they rejected the expansion of the assembly yeah. yeah that was another thing that's happened this week so um they're like they're now reviewing like the democracy review that was taken like laura McAllister wrote and that said well you've got to institute full proportional representation yeah. votes at 16 and also expanding the size of the assembly because at the moment you've got the assembly can't deal with what it's required to deal with mm. um, because it's too small. But rather than do that, they just took the easy one, which is vote to 16. And now they're turning around now and saying, I think someone said the other day, they're going to have to start seriously looking at sending powers back if they're offered them. It does. Because they can't, no, 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 exactly. they can't cope with them. No. That's like a microcosm of the problems. They were offered these things. They said no because they're unionists and they think that this is going to lead to like the breakup of the UK or whatever. Then but when you, it comes, yeah, but and then when it comes to bite them in the ass because they can't cope, they start moaning like, oh, how has this happened? And it's like, well, you, you voted against you voted against these things. And then what's gonna happen really is that people are gonna just be people are gonna look at this you know, the public are gonna look at the Senate and go, Well, what the fuck does it do? And why are they fucking up all the time? 
and they're not going to see, oh, we can't cope with it, whatever. They're just going to see this like powerful narrative, like they're running whales into the ground. And it's just going to, there's going to be a massive backlash against it, I'm convinced. And it's all because Welsh Labour aren't, like, haven't got the balls to just say, this is what's happening, this is what we're dealing with, this is, these are the problems. Rather than working in a mature way and like pursuing radical politics, but it's just it's just a way of, the same yeah, they just thing. double down on yeah. on the vote that they've got because <sighs> you can always defer responsibility and blame to Tories in Westminster. Yeah, absolutely. And you yeah. know, and you know, it's yeah, it's cynical. Obviously, you can't but, be doing it. For but there's years, always like... a vote in block in South Wales that they can rely on um, because of how fucking grim it is. Um, but but I mean, I've been thinking about this but seriously, I, right? I'm well, not seeing any evidence of Welsh Labour do, of doing anything radical or actually with any kind of plan in mind in terms of how to regenerate or think differently about how Wales <laughs> might look. And in- whenever anyone proposes anything and it comes from Plaid, the, the, like the knee-jerk instinct reaction is to go, no, we can't do that, can't do that. Um, and they either use these ridiculous arguments like, oh, like when people say, well, let's de- devolve welfare because universal yeah. credit is killing people in Wales. And Drakeford mutters something like, we can't devolve welfare because of the union. He says, like, oh, he's a leader of the Brit-. And it's like, well, Genuinely, well yeah. one, how can you, well, why is the NHS devolved then? How can you pick and choose which parts of the welfare state yeah. that if they're devolved, that's going to lead to the break of the UK and it goes against unionism, but other parts aren't? Like, so it doesn't make any logical sense no. to have NHS devolved and social care devolved, but to not have Yeah, but they'd have to take devolved. responsibility for its failings if they... <laughs> and, but then amidst all this bullshit in the plenary, someone said, well, actually, we've got to be really careful about devolving welfare because it might... If we if welfare responsibility isn't devolved with extra money for mm. the block grant, then people are, you know, we're not going to be able to cope and whatever. And there's the honesty in there. Like, you know, we can't cope because it would be a cut. But yeah. but it's the same with everything else. Like, so they, they cut things. Like, they were going to cut the bus... The bus fare for over six, the, the mm. you know the thing for over sixties, isn't it? Um, and that is that is because quite clearly they can't afford to subsidise free bus passes for over sixties. But what they did, rather than say we've had to cut this because the Tories have imposed a cut upon us, they dressed it up and said something along the lines of like we're introducing the most radical uh, <laughs> option of like rail, like, you know, bus travel anywhere in the UK. And it's like, well, you're literally taking a Tory policy from England, implementing it in Wales. But, like, we know for a fact it was because of cuts, but they just can't come out and say, oh, do you know what? We, we don't want to make this cut, but we're going to have to because of the toys. And, and that, that might even unite, like, Labour and Plaid and be like, like, let's... But then the answer to that would be, like, right, let's fight for more money. Mm. Let's, like, kick off about the Barnet formula. But they don't. So it's like the, <laughs> whenever people present them with options or uh, how to fight these massive deep-rooted issues of Wales, they just won't do it. They just go, oh, you know, well, we can't do that or or we won't do it because Plaid proposed it or, um, you know, but it's yeah. just, it's absolutely infuriating. They were deemed to be nationalistic if you try and do anything differently here. It, Even though that's the one thing that devolution, that's, <laughs> you know, was meant to address. And, and one of the things Gosh, that won the vote in the first place was the idea that, well, Wales does have a distinctive... Uh, social and political identity and that you can maybe build something on the basis of that but clearly what we're seeing is like is the opposite I was in the Senate last week and up on the mezzanine you know got arrested didn't you they've got yeah yeah (laughs) kicked me out (laughs) they've got you know they've got these panels with all the major achievements of devolution it's empty like like. bus passes plastic bags yeah well, they cut, it's for like example, I'll give you... An, radical yeah. agenda. Well, well, so so, so yeah. uh, back in the day, I, I interviewed for Sport Wales. I don't know if I told you this. I remember when I had that like, car crash interview when, um, well, 
I was basically late because it was a massive pileup in the M4, and I got into <laughs> it was the huge cause because you're on Twitter, and, and, and I got in, and I got, and I, I don't use my phone when I'm driving, um, and I got into, it and I was really late. So I spilled my beer, and um, and I got, and like I was like sweating through my suit because it was like high at the summer, and I like rushed into Sport Wales, and I rang them, and they were really sound, and they said they were lovely, and I said, and I said, I said I'm really sorry, there's been a, there's a massive pileup in the M4, and the woman said, ah, oh, nothing too serious, I hope, and I said. Oh well, you know, sometimes you really wish it was something serious to justify being late. And they were just like silence. I was like, I said, Oh, I'm really sorry, that's inappropriate. And then they were like staring at me. I was like, sort of start again. <laughs> um but I didn't get the job, obviously, because I never do. Um but like I remember reading this thing then, Sport Wales, like the body tasked with like promoting sport and well being in Wales, mm. wrote a policy paper justifying removing free swimming in Wales for over sixties. <sighs> and they've done that now. <laughs> Right, so this radical, is, so it's gone. So I, it's like, I'm not so okay. the over sixties do tend to drown. So, 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 so <laughs> why are you doing? So why are you doing this, right? So, and funny enough, when, and when I was canvassing in the election in Bridgend, people were like, "You're cutting yeah. swimming for yeah. me, and also you're like imposing massive uh, the Bridgend local authority are charging obscene rates for like sports stuff." So you've got all this, like, so for example, the Welsh NHS in crisis because we've got. Um, you know, an un- massively unwell population. So you've got a an initiative like free swimming, which mm. would ameliorate something like that. that's exactly the sort of preventative attitude towards public health you want to be taking, right? So obviously they've cut, they've they've cut it. Um, yeah. But the other thing uh, but, is, but they're... they cut it because. It was an austerity because they couldn't afford it because of austerity, right? and also because they've sold off all the swimming pools to yeah. trusts. Yeah, because they've sold everything <laughs> off. Because what's going to have sold everything? Yeah, off. but who and the trust will not allow f- free swimming. <laughs> but rather you know, than say we want, but rather than say we want to maintain this like valuable public service, right? They write this sport whales write this ridiculous policy document, which basically says this is a subsidy, which is pure Blairism, by the way, which is, this is, because anything that's universal, yeah. Welsh Labour and Blair hated. So it's like, this is a subsidy for middle-class people because middle-class people are only the ones taking it up. Okay, so, the it's one, not, you don't know those nonsense. people. Are, like, it's absolute nonsense. Well, advertise it it's better. Advertise it better then. Yeah. You know, yeah. but but it is benefiting some people. It's obviously benefiting some people. I can tell you how my old man uses it every day. He's not middle class. I know. I, I swim know. in a community pool down in Swansea regularly, and that's a lie to say that it's a middle class. Do you try to get? Do you try to get in free? <laughs> yeah, the last Within couple of years have like. uh, has helped. Yeah, the loss <laughs> of hair is like. I was swimming in there. <laughs> what are you saying? It? Oh, I look distinguished. You do. Yeah, it's like Mr. Like Statham. We're like, sorry, Mr. Statham. We've, we've seen you. Still technically in, in my early thirties, but uh, Mr. Statham. Anyway. But um, no, the, yeah. I mean, I could rant for hours about the state of the, the you know, swimmers. the leisure centres and yeah, the state the physique of the swimmers and the. Uh, but one of the pools in Swansea that six, I re- six, I've been six, swimming there 16, for about fifteen, 15 quid, years. Sixteen right? quid a month it is now it's, in Bridgen. It, that would so the the, the for over sixties for, for over sixties yeah for the swim that yeah. used to, has been free for but this is for like, years. so they sell them off to these they're supposedly non profit oh, yeah, trusts the right? but the what's, one of the things one of the first things I saw when they after they sold it to this trust was a big sign up on the front desk right um or die all over sixties yeah no more die. like it was um yeah it practically was it was we are no longer giving out we are no longer lending <laughs> our yeah. loans yeah. we're not going to lend floats to swimmers anymore you've got to buy your own float you I know like you go to a community pool there's like stacks of yeah, thousands yeah. of floats everywhere because it's like that's part of what it is when you go for a swim it's like if you can't swim <laughs> you need something to hang on to. yeah some like now you've got to buy your own floats now I must just then say, I must a couple of months later loads. yeah well, 
the thing is, <laughs> that's, 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 it's, that's, it's so fucking some cancer like, gone oh, mad. Is it? But, um, mad. They, so what else do they do with this particular? By the way, that is a microcosm of what the Welsh way since devolution is like. They privatise absolutely everything, but rather than have it run by like Virgin Healthcare or whatever, like they do in England, it's just all run by these like AWEN or these like not-for-profit third sector, which is exactly yeah. for. Pro- it, it's, it's a private company, it was but a, it's just no, it it's just not-for-profit. It was genuinely hilarious. Like one of the um, one of the big shutters that they used to like close off the swimming pool, the the lock on it had broken and it had closed shut, so you couldn't go in and out. So you had to go like a long way around from the changing rooms <laughs> to get in. Like in and this was broken for about two about a month, right? And it's not an exaggeration. I said to the lifeguard, like, oh, what's the deal with that? They were like, oh well, since we've gone over to this trust, which is based in southeast England, because of procurement, we could, we used to be able to just use the, the council locksmith who'd come and sort the problem out on the day. Some now go, somebody's got to drive from <laughs> southeast England, come sort it out, and they just can't be bothered to do it. Oh yeah. Then what do they do? They um they oh we're we're gonna redesign the whole front desk, right? Make it all better for all the customers, which obviously meant gutting everything out and making it yeah. turn into a cafe, basically. That, yeah, this, this, and they but but the staff that have been working there for 10, 15 years always had a, a you know pretty small little staff room. Yeah. But a staff room at the back they could go to on their break because you know as you need right the the refurb meant that the staff no longer had had a staff room one of the lifeguards showed me the staff room and it was literally like a a bench in the boiler room underneath (laughs) the swimming pool and like, yeah, that's where we've got to have our sandwiches now, or, but most of us just eat in the car. I'm like, what, what yeah, message is that sending? That's a community oh, yeah. centered, you know what I mean? I, I do feel strongly about these things because I've been oh, using them for well, years. Well, but well, I want it. I it's want... like, the, but they, what I've seen using that center over the years is like, it is an important part of the community, mm. right? It's a working class community. It's a place where people come together. It's cheap. And you know, it's a place to for people to actually get fit. Yeah, and like to, to, to not people to, to not need die these like. institutions. And so, and what do they, what are we doing? And it's the, yeah, off? and it's the Welsh government doing this, right? And they've they've sold it off. They've stopped free swimming and things like this. And it's a tip of the iceberg. And this is what fries me about the Welsh government, right? And and they're sh- frankly the shills in people like sport whales or the third sector or whatever. People who are meant to be holding them to account, like in the media, rather than saying like, actually, this is a bad thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, long to, term, yeah, this, this is a, changing this is a the nature of the dynamic. Bad, this is a very it? bad thing to do, yeah. right? Instead, you have people going, oh, wow, like, you know, and then they're like, oh, well, why don't we put more money into, like, whatever, like, different sports? Because it shows that other people don't do so. I was like, well, it, it's people swim because it's relaxing, it's easy, because people have joint problems, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I wanted to do, like, obviously I didn't because I have any money, but I wanted to do, like, a, a qualitative study. A, a, qualitative <laughs> st- a qualitative study. Of like so, for example, in Cardiff, when so all, so Cardiff Council, just like every other Welsh council, sold off all things like community pools over to a third sector. So yeah. in Cardiff, I think it's called uh, like well some wellness or something, something, yeah, something, no. something like you know better leisure or something like that. <laughs> some charity, and, and then I always remember because like GMB Union had campaigned like hard for like. Um, Welsh Labour in this election, local election, and I remember like slagging them off on Twitter. I was like, they're literally saying in their manifesto they're going to like privatise leisure, mm-hmm. and then this like GMB bot was like, you idiot, you nationalist, or something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, whatever, mate. Mm-hmm. And then like a month later, when it's privatised, they turn around like, how could this happen? Like, yeah. how could Labour do this to us? And I was like, well, we told you, you idiot. Yeah. And um, but yeah, you look at these things, and immediately things start happening. Whereas before, you had a free community pool with no frills. By which, you know, nice old woman works in the desk, basic change rooms. You now have massive cafe. Costa. Right? Yeah, it has to have a cafe, yeah. Costa, in it or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, all these new things, like this experience, whatever. Yeah. Prices go up. Um, yeah. 
yeah, they incrementally go but up. I, yeah, know. but I wanted to find out the impact on staff, and I'd imagine it's probably horrific in terms of like their actual rights Genuinely. and shift patterns because they yeah, go from yeah. being council workers to working for some because it's Wales and not for profit. Um, well, they so kept, all, first thing they did in this one community pool was they 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 fire all the cleaners they used to come in in the morning yeah. so then the lifeguards had to do all the cleaning uh, yeah, so on the night yeah, so they'll be they finished task so, like 10, 10. so their, their job will like evolve massively to oh yeah they're putting more, more and more work because obviously um, but this is it, we're going so, off on one no no, but, no, yeah. it, it, no it is a tangent but it's a microcosm of the problems that yeah. our plenary debate showed and, and, and so they want to make cuts right because because there's austerity budget if you're a like so, and this isn't new. This is what's happened to like local authorities. Like this is what happened to Liverpool Council in the eighties. This is what what Milton Tensey did. They fought back. Um, we love Militant in this podcast, but well, with, it, but, with mixed results in, the, in but, Liverpool. But, but it's a but it's a classic classic case of like you know what you do, what you do if you're the Welsh government, and and, and your money's being cut, and your money's being cut, mm. and you you're forced to make savings. Right? There's one thing you could do is you could pursue radical long term, uh, like preventative. It, things like mm. like and safeguard these things like like swimming or something like that. If you've got a, a sick population and you have to yeah. spend like up to eighty percent of your budget on the health on health. Um, two, um, you can massively kick off, which is what they should be doing. They're saying this cuts to our budget is is appalling and, and our hands are tied and, and everything's getting worse because of it. Mm. And you could build broad like cross party consent. Cons- uh, consensus between, like, for example, Labour and Plaid in the Senate for like massive increases yeah. to the block grant. Instead, what you have is Labour basically saying, not kicking off about the Barnet formula, not kicking off about the block grant, administering austerity and calling it radical and saying this is, you know, ha- not having the, the balls to just say this is what we're doing because we have ha- our, our hands being forced. Mm. This, that in turn is then leading, they're going to. The labour control in Wales is extremely fragile in the Senate. Like it's it's like okay, it is it's it's hegemonic in the sense that they they have placed people everywhere. They can they control the funding strings, the purse strings rather. So it means that no one in the media or in the third sector or in academia ever like calls them out on these terrible things they're doing. So in this in like the, in the trade unions are like really like servile. So that in a way is like the definition of hegemony because they're protect, protected mm. by these like outer trenches mm-hmm. of, you know, in civil society. Yeah. But on the other hand, they're basically only in power because 45% of people turn out to vote in Wales. If more people have turned out to vote and it's an angry vote, which it could be made into by the Conservatives, they're going to lose because they're only there by default mm. and the thing is their attitude is basically almost like let's just make sure no stay, one that is no one votes no one stays under the radar yeah, like the radar. like no one scrutinizes and we'll just stay in power but in the meantime wales is getting like poorer and poorer people are getting angry and mm. angry and angry. And one day there's going to be like a reckoning and people are going to just going to vote them out and it's going to happen like and they just well, so stupid and they're be, so stupid yeah. they can't see the fact they're laying the groundwork for this like disaster of like a Tory run Senate and like a Tory run fucking Westminster, and it's just it's just so well. If I know, you know, obviously there's huge discrepancies between pe- the way people vote in Westminster and the way people vote for um, for AMs. But thirty six percent of Wales voted Tory right in, yeah. in December, and so you got to wonder how that's going to translate when you, especially given the massive failures of devolution of the last two decades. Yeah, and like they're um, not, and then they're not pursuing like anything. well, yeah. They're not pursuing anything radical. They're not pursuing anything radical that that could do this. It just it's just proper like hardcore neoliberalism. Some of it, um, 
and yeah, there's going to be, I don't know, it's something bad is on the horizon. You can definitely tell. Um, on, on that, it may be something good. It, like, it, you know, it may be a way of dislodging some of the, 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 the kind of hegemony that you've been describing. But if, if that were to happen, but, um, wouldn't then Welsh Labour just kind of pull further to the right in the sense to kind of... Well, so the, well, so this, is, this is the other issue. So we were going to talk about the, the Labour leadership election. Not too much because it's incredibly bleak that in an election which proved that the one thing the British Labour Party haven't done over the last, like, 20 years is build up extra parliamentary power in communities and stuff. Um, haven't been involved in, like, social movements or direct mm. action. So that's, like, should be the obvious takeaway. This is what we do. Instead, immediately after the election, you get embroiled, and all anyone talks about is the next leader, and the fo- basically a focus back on, like, electoralism and, like whether we should do a deal with the Lib Dems um, in five years' time yeah. or whatever, which is exactly not what should be happening. Like, on the one hand, it is important that the left continue to control the Labour Party and that Corbyn's manifesto is built on. Mm. And the urgent fight for the British left at the moment is to... thing is, like, so they clearly, in my view, they shouldn't even be thinking about winning in, in uh, five years' time. They shouldn't be thinking about that. They should be thinking about there's massive things that have to happen, both outside the party and inside the party like and so the two candidates that come in hopefully it'll be Rebecca Long Bailey and Richard Bergen um but those candidates like they're not going to win in five years time they're not but what they can do is ensure things put in place like open selection and if you fully go through with what Jeremy Corbyn didn't do like which is democratize the Labour Party and give the members say then you will potentially create an insurgent socialist party where it's no longer hostage, held hostage by extremely right-wing people in the uh, Parliamentary Labour Party, and mm-hmm. you can actually get young socialists in the PLP. So you've got five years to do that. So yeah. you should be focusing on that. You shouldn't be focusing on like electoral strategy. But that's also it's also five years of um, Tory dismantling, you know, left-wing civil society and, and oh, all yeah. these institutions. But devil's advocate. You know what's the what would be the benefits of a Keir Starmer styled next five years and then going for a win? But, but, but on the, that but basis, I mean, bear in mind I am playing devil's no, advocate, no, but, but it's, it's like, but it's true because people, but I, I understand the, by people, that in five years, four years time, what twenty twenty four is the, the next right, four election, years, right? Yeah. Um, we will have. I've got no doubt the country. Britain, <laughs> that is, will have been pulled so far to the right in the next four years. And I'm telling you, it's, oh, yeah. it's going to well, be it's already, damaging it's already... four years. Um, and so any centrist um, Labour uh, leadership is only going to be trying to appease, <laughs> you know, that, that, that core, that electoral core. By in 2024, so there's never going to, you know, there, it's only ever going to get shifted and pulled further and further to the right. Is Absolutely, what I'm to yeah, say. if you're a centrist. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I don't see how it could play out any other way now because no, and then the, was it the Overton window, or whatever? Uh, yeah. What is possible yeah. is going to yeah. be like moving and moving and moving, yeah. and so yeah, in four or five years' time, yeah, there's I mean, going to be like it won't be about talking about nationalisation of um, <laughs> of utilities. It'll be oh well, maybe we shouldn't you know execute as many. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it'll be we sh- there shouldn't be yeah. as many summary execu- local authorities shouldn't be carrying out as many summary executions <laughs> <Yeah>. on. Um, <laughs> undocumented migrants as they are currently you know like it's something like that but like thing is i understand that people are so desperate and but, they're like oh we need keir starmer because he'll win an election and like thing is people have compared starmer to owen owen smith right and like 
Cut and like I don't think the Starmer is anyway near as bad as Owen Smith, like as a person. Um, and also Owen Smith was like a stalking horse for like Tom Watson and like the w- very worst elements of the right. I don't think Keir Starmer is like as transparently value free as Owen Smith was, um, or as stupid as Owen Smith. Um, and I think he's probably more of his own man or his home. But like, there's there's already like warnings like. I mean, the Labour Party, are just a, they're just a trash fire. Like, you can see, like, there are already people who are like, Starmer's this, Starmer's that. And, like, the thing is, Starmer, like, it didn't turn out the... St- so I was like, wow, Starmer is electable. And then people were like, oh, yeah, Starmer was, like, in charge of public prosecutions yeah. when they refused to prosecute Evan over John Charles de Menezes. And also with the Ian Tomlinson case, which is, like, two most horrific miscarriages of justice in recent times, Starmer presided over them. I was like, for fuck's sake, yeah. why can't we just we find... Can't, yeah. Why can't there just be anyone who's, like, yeah. normal? Um, and... <laughs> And so, but I can sympathise. People are like, oh, Starmer's like a smooth talker. He's obviously a smart bloke. You know, he's going to like stick. Those, he's going to stick to the manifesto. Media friendly leadership yeah, qualities. But like, the thing is, Starmer firstly is going to get like monstered in the press, like absolutely monstered. Right, the right wing press will be like, oh, he didn't prosecute anyone for that. They'll use the same narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's the exact same thing as we saying earlier that Jess Phillips has kind of found out. Like, you know, with yeah. her leadership bit is like actually getting a bit like well, yeah. not even hammered by the press, but people like asking her questions. Well, Jess Phillips is yeah, Jess Phillips for. is so stupid and such a like grasping self-promoter that she's obviously thought that she's on the media she's on t- television like wall to wall all the time because she's some like incredible genius brain whereas in reality she's wheeled out because she's a useful idiot who could be relied upon for an anti-corbin talking point and now the second that she's actually suggesting doing anything different people are all starting to put her under the smallest bit of pressure and you can see her already starting to crack like huh this isn't what i signed up for this isn't i thought these people were my friends you know but um but all but the thing so but what I would say to people who are like, oh, we need to get someone elected, is like, just like Tony Blair, like, like Tony Blair didn't achieve anything. The reason he didn't achieve anything, like, aside from, like, the fact he's a war criminal and he's a scumbag and he's a religious psychopath and all this stuff, right? Tony Blair didn't achieve anything because he he, he set the groundwork for the destruction of the well, Labour Party as we see the, at the moment. And, and, as, and as well it, as the NHS and vast portions of the economy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, 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 you know, the NHS is now saddled with private finance initiative. And, and the point is, all the stuff that Blair did, you know, these these so-called achievements that, like, you know, I didn't see, but, like, apparently people keep people going about fucking short start and child tax credits, they were removed straight away because he didn't change anything because he was just attempting to tamper with the neoliberal consensus and not fundamentally change it. And when you try to tamper with something, it means that not only the fact that he, he alienated... <laughs> the whole yeah. of the British working class like, they just stopped voting under Blair and just lost their faith in the Labour Party entirely which is something like you know, Corbyn was like a shot in the arm for that but mm. it c- couldn't really change that um, the problem with having a centrist in power is that they're not going to make people's lives better like you know it's just management at the end of the day isn't it like, yeah like, like, like people at the moment like you, you can't like people's lives are hellish there's no, you can't get a house you know no one can afford public transport there's no jobs the jobs that you do have are like appallingly paid like forcing people to use food banks and they're zero hour like life is extremely difficult for people in Britain at the moment and if you have someone in from the right of the Labour Party I don't care if it's a Labour government because the whole point of having a socialist government is that you make life better for people and as much as I hate the Attlee government at least they delivered obvious material improvements for people in 1945 it wasn't Mm. it wasn't socialism and and yeah it was it was overruled 
five years later. But at they least set in actively place, trying to reduce but, inequality rather than... But they also set and put things in place which were hard to undo. Okay, they were mm. undone eventually, but like mm. putting in place the NHS, building a million council houses. Um, and so so people think like we wanted Jeremy Corbyn to win because like we loved Corbyn or, you know, or like... like it's so cool to yeah, be left wing. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. But it's like, no, no, it's because life is actually brutal for people and the policies of the court... Like, I'm, like, I, I fucking hate the Labour Party. Like, you know, I've always despised the Labour Party. But it's just, you realise, like, you put this, you could put, the, if you if you put some of those policies in charge, in, in, um, mm. into practice, of the Cold Manifesto, it would have made a tangible improvement to people's material lives. It would have made things easier if energy was nationalised, if rail was nationalised. If the NHS had more money, it would improve people's lives in the long term. And even if, like, you know, and he, we hoped he could have put these things in place that would have been hard to undo. Mm. And so the worry of, of putting just this obsession like, oh, you can't change lives if you can't get into government. Well, equally, there's no point getting into government if you're not going to change people's mm-hmm. lives. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, um, and predictably, all the Welsh Labour MPs are going to line up behind like meltiest candidate and they, like, they're all going to be like Jess Phillips or, um, or Ian Murray. But this does have a direct bearing um, on Wales because at the moment... There's still a left leadership of the British Labour Party. Wales is obviously still run by the Welsh Labour Party, and you know we don't know how long for. Under Mark Drakeford, who is an ostensible socialist, you know, like one of the few. Okay, the slowest steady socialist. Yeah, though. like you know, one of the few allegedly left-leaning people in the in Welsh Labour. Mm. But there was a meeting the other day, apparently, where Drakeford was just harangued by the Welsh yeah. Labour group in the Senate when they were just like basically saying you have to like drop Corbyn. Yeah, you have to denounce the and uh, quote yeah. pie in the sky manifesto. Yeah, so like these are Labour yeah, AMs. Yeah, basically. Um so Drakeford, who is already, in my view, like not left wing at all, but you know, compared to the rest of the Welsh Labour group in the Senate is like like Lenin. Um <laughs> but they're already putting under pressure on putting pressure on him yeah. to abandon what little socialist instincts he might have. And bear in mind, Drakeford has said that he's an interim appointment. He's not going to be there for mm. forever. So it is actually important what happens, you know, um, I just contradicted yeah. myself, Master, and said it wasn't important what happens in leadership. <laughs> but, like, but, but, but it is. However. But it is. Um, because if the, you know, the the trajectory of Corbyn and like the manifesto and all these policies are sort of abandoned, then... Where is the pressure going to be on Welsh Labour to maintain anything like a socialist direction? They're not. Yeah, they're just going to be. They're just going to double down on this. Yeah. And they're going to, you know, and because uh, not 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 that Corbyn put any pressure on them anyway, but uh, that's there's going to be nothing. You're going to have a right wing Labour or a centrist Labour party in uh, in Westminster certainly won't give a shit about a right wing Labour party in Wales, and it's just no. It's just dark. Dark times all around. I yeah. just. What other darknesses have we got lined up? Darkness. Uh, well, all real progressive uh, work from Ken Skates finding the transport for Wales two point three million because of uh, poor performance. But it's like you know that, that, that makes that's a headline that says, "Oh, look, we know we're calling we're calling these companies to account." I love it. He's fine, ripping he's, us off. I love it. He's finding his own boss. <laughs> So they've given him like how how much is the how many billion is the franchise? So they've signed up the Welsh taxpayer to like subsidise essentially yeah. this parasite company for like fifteen years at least. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he's basically turned around and saying, "Oh, listen, like 
you're you're absolute you've been absolute dog shit. So <laughs> we're gonna have to say I want uh, two point three million mm-hmm. fine, yeah. and they, they they wouldn't even notice. That should it. cover the brand. That's then. probably like <laughs> yeah, basically. We we'll just, we'll just take less toilets so <laughs> yeah. the trains. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's oh yeah, he did. That's the toilet roll budget playing for, uh, <laughs> hardball. Like it's amazing. Like, can I find you two point three million? Can I find you something? Yeah, how much can I find you? Um, two point three million. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tax deductible. Is, is that like, a right, Luke? Um, we're gonna we're gonna can we find you five million? A mm, bit lower, Ken. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ken, like, Ken. don't take the piss. Who like, do you think on. the dominant partner is in that? Who <laughs> yeah, provides the train? Who provides the trains? The research <laughs> and development, like it's Keyless Amy. It's not the what's uh, government yeah, yeah, fucking tits. Like <laughs> they are subordinate in this relationship to multinational capital, as they are in everything. They go yeah. to them with their begging, their handout. Yeah. It's a their begging bowl. Like they, they they have no clue what they're doing. Keyless Amy run basically run the Welsh yeah. ra- railways and the Welsh government this, have created this stupid middleman <laughs> bureaucratic layer called Transport for Wales which have got this new shiny officers up in Pont de Pree and they did this like yeah. press release they did this like press the other day stuff. and it was a photo of like Ken Skates and that up in the these like offices and they were pointing to these like maps of like the metro and stuff <laughs> and it was just it is literally like that big train sketch with the, the, yeah, the, the train yeah. on the scale map like um, but as if they've got any influence in doing anything. Uh, any. I know, yeah. But the other, the other, so so that's the trains. The other one, Kieran, you found was the uh, the Welsh history. Oh God, it's, I'm oh, depressed already. I know, I know. I don't even want to go. <laughs> was the further. Welsh history curriculum? Well, yeah. Oh my Welsh God. government have um, rejected a proposal from the uh, Cultural Welsh Language and Communications Committee, which suggested that there should be like a comprehensive, common <laughs> body of historical knowledge imparted to. Um, st- you know, pupils on the Welsh cur- new Welsh curriculum, so and they rejected it. And they said, um, "No, we don't want a, a specific list of um, events, topics, or content." It, this is this is the actual verbatim from the document. Curriculum for Wales is a purpose purpose led curriculum, <laughs> which moves away from specifying lists of topics or no. content to be taught. So Class. there was an opportunity That's there really to sensible. deliver deliver a Wales wide common body of knowledge that says, "Okay, these are the important. This is what's happened. Dates and." And events yeah. in Welsh history that that might give Welsh teenagers a sense of their connection to, you know, their country and and, and the past. Uh, and Welsh government rejected it. And, okay, so I should say that they rejected it on the basis of this model that's like each school. Basically, schools have much more freedom to be able to teach whatever historic history they want. But and the idea you know being the history is going to be though, isn't it? It's just every lesson we're going to watch Dunkirk, like. <laughs> yeah, do we always do? Yeah. Like Nazi, more Nazi Germany. Like. More Third Reich. But, yeah. um, so the idea is that each, you know, local communities can, can build a, a, a history curriculum that's more centered on their local area, right? So they, that schools have more flexibility to be able to do that. Now, I'm not convinced that schools, A, I mean, teachers are already under massive, massive strain in terms of workload, in terms of lack of resources. Do teachers really want to be in a position where they've not only have they got to de- plan and deliver the lessons, they've got to design the content for you know a new history curriculum that takes into account the school, you know, the, the local area of the school that uh, hasn't been explained to them, and but without any um, you know responsibility to connect that to Wales's broader history. You know, it, it it honestly, it seemed to me like a really good opportunity to be able to to give a common body of knowledge, so that when all those, you know, in the dream utopian future, where all those Welsh 
kids that go actually go into university and like succeed in and the, and they're like oh yeah I know about Abavan yeah, yeah I know about the Murtha Rising because I was taught it in school yeah. I wasn't taught about Hitler five years <laughs> in a row um, I was saying off mic earlier that you know the the one I remember one little bit of Welsh history that I did was in primary school mm. and it bed it, it, to be fair it's, it's embedded in my mind like a little bit of snippets of history of the local community where I grew up in Swansea and you know that is the kind of stuff that gives you a sense of where you're from and the fact that you you know you are part of a, a, an historical path and that there you, you know there is a community around you that has done and achieved things and like we're not just like you know sort of isolated atomized individuals that are desperately flailing around trying to find a job and and you know watching TV broadcast from wherever. You know, or, or you, you see my point, you know. Yeah. Or that I, history I, I, just... I'm idealizing this mm. massively, right? Yeah. I'm not suggesting that, you know, a, a Welsh curriculum can somehow overhaul, uh, you know, the Welsh hegemony, right? Yeah. But it was an opportunity, I think. Well, Kieran, you're also omitting the fact that me and you <laughs> <laughs> actually worked on the, the yeah. Welsh dimension of the new curriculum. And we were commissioned to... To write stuff up. and argue that maybe this might uh, be a good I, idea, yeah. and I want to, I want to be like, let's just start off with like what the problem is, right, and the deficit and the, and, the, and the wider context. So we know, we know there's quantitative studies, right? Welsh people don't know anything about Wales, they don't know anything about Welsh history, yeah. don't know anything about Welsh politics. People don't know like there's a massive, massive gap because we're not taught it in school, right? And so the other problem, so I, I wrote a piece, uh, to, like, so we were commissioned to advise the Welsh government on this, being, you know... <laughs> at the time, at the academics. Time, at the time, <laughs> academics, and involved in... Uh, uh, my own uh, my own research was involved in um, the Curriculum Cymraeg and basically aspects of, of Welsh culture within the curriculum and how it was sort of perceived by teachers and kids. Um, so I consider myself, you know, and me and Kev Smith in Cardiff, we were experts because we were the only people who have done first-hand research on it. Yeah. And at the time, I was, go- been and at the time I was going teachers. into schools and doing surveys for Cardiff Uni every every year for four years. So anyway, um, we start doing this research, and I write a piece of I write this basically bit of advice, which says the problem with the curriculum Camraig, which was the the like, which was the Welsh culture stuff of the curriculum beforehand, right? So it was called the curriculum Camraig. So the curriculum Camraig was actually a really interesting, well-written piece of work, right? So it was like, it, it sets out the justification for like Welsh culture and like embedding Welsh culture into the school. The problem with the Welsh, the curriculum Cymraeg was nothing to do with like the content. The problem was how it was implemented and how it was perceived by teachers. Because basically... And the, and the lack of support yeah, and resources. The lack of support and resources from the Welsh government, right? But the thing is, so no one... Like, so when you interview teachers, you think, what, so you say, what was a curriculum Cymraeg? And they say, oh, I thought it just meant saying hello and goodbye in Welsh, right? In fact, it was this hugely, like, you know, it was meant to be this overarching, mm. um, like, rubric, whatever, of, like, Welshness that would saturate the entire curriculum. So you teach, like, a bit of Welsh culture and, like, maths and science, whatever. Um, but so it massively failed because teachers didn't understand it because they weren't supported mm. in it by the Welsh government. Um, it wasn't explained to them. And also, and also, like, there's a massive problem with cross-curricular things. There's a massive problem problem inherently with stuff that's cross, cross-curricular that isn't, like, dedicated into, like... So, for example, Scotland have civics lessons. So, like, you know, mm. one lesson a week, like a core subject, you will do civics, i.e. political education, right? So 
in Wales, we could have done that. We could have done like citizenship or like sociology or whatever, made it a core. Mm. So, and I think now people can drop history in nine as well, can't they? Can they? I think they will be able to, yeah. So you can, so history is no yeah, longer you like, drop you know, li- English literature. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, so, you know, why would you want to do history in English? <laughs> so, so rather than keeping it like confined to like Welsh, you know, to history, yeah. they're like, oh, we'll just do this new Welsh dimension this, yeah. throughout the curriculum. Yeah. Um, and what we experienced, like Kieran and I, when we were doing this, was, was absolutely nuts. Because I said, like, the problem is the implementation. You have to implement it properly. You have to support teachers. You have to, like, provide them resources, explain what they're doing. Um, and also, we were like, well, why can't you have just an agreed curriculum of, like, things that happen? Bear in mind, you start from such a low bar where people literally don't know about the miners' strike, the general strike, Aberfan, Truerin. They don't know about the history of their own... Um, country and like historically there's been loads of opposition to that like from labor historians in wales who just said like this is nationalistic you're like what mm. just to teach things that have objectively happened. happened i'm not even saying you have to interpret them in a nationalistic or labor or even you can interpret it in a unionist way if you want but at least just tell people yeah this is a timeline that happened and as you say q and you could then look at like what we said is that you have to start with the locality, right? You should everyone should have a sense of like where they come from, and so, like so, in Porthcawl, for example, you could go and look at the harbour in Porthcawl and say like, well, this used to be a coal port, and this you can talk about the Industrial Revolution from there, mm-hmm. and also you can talk about you know the the physical geography of it, like mm-hmm. how the tides come in. You can talk about the science like involved in like building like yeah. locks and harbours and things like that, and yeah. and there's loads of amazingly interesting like stuff. In each, and to each be fair, I, you know, I should say that that is partly what is being, in, well, in theory, being enabled by the new curriculum. Like that, that is in part theory. of the plan. But it, yeah, it's a question of how it's resourced, and and it just it just surprises me that like why wouldn't you connect those histories to an overarching umbrella sense of what's happening in Wales? I mean. Yeah, obviously, the, the counter argument is that it's yes, nativistic and it's nativistic or oh, whatever. Yeah, but well. Because to, giving because, people because a sense of the re- you know the reasons why we're in the position we are in Wales in, in you know in Wales right um, are because of history <laughs> because of what's happened yeah. in the Welsh past and because of the way that you know the I don't need to go into the basics of this you know but there there, there are historical reasons why. Wales is Poor. the poorest, one of the poorest regions in Europe. Well, not not for much longer, but you know what? The eleventh of, uh, of the twelve major regions in the UK is because of history. And like, if you you know, if you give people in Wales a sense of of why history has played out and come to, to the point where in twenty twenty, you know, thirty percent of children are living in poverty and you know, massive unemployment, then maybe that'll empower people to think differently about their relationship to society and to, to where they are where they're from and who they are. Uh but no, the that's well it, it cracks me up because I know that people think I'm like a raving nationalist who is obsessed with like you know and people, uh, but I know people and I know people are always like I loathe the English yeah. <laughs> but I know people are always like oh you know actually Wales isn't a colony and like no one's saying Wales was a colony right but one of the things in like contemporary society which for me like shows how powerful that like the colonial analogy is is precisely the fact that Welsh people don't have any sense of their own history mm. because they don't get taught it in school. <laughs> like, that is such history an obvious culture. parallel with, like, you know, you know, more straightforwardly colonial societies yeah. where people just couldn't tell you anything about their own yeah. society, but they can name you every, like, English king or queen. Mm. Um, and, and, like, 
as we always say, like off mic, just begging people to read like Michael Billig, like banal nationalism, all these like, you know, labored bods who just say like, oh, this is nationalistic. It's like, well, look, his, cr- yeah. all curriculum, as if all curriculum is, isn't... all curricula is nationalistic because it contains mm-hmm. assumptions about the, like the nation at the moment. If and, and like, if you look at the narratives about like World War Two that are taught in school at the moment, the fact like Britain British won the war. Won World War Two, you know, those things are nationalistic. Um, and so you're actually subverting this like British nationalism if you have like if you start building in this like, um, you, you know, a, a sense of of Welsh history basically. But what fries me, and I, we may, I mean, I always moan about this, and we may as well talk about it because we were we were privy to it. It was one of the most undemocratic things and like disturbing things I've ever come across because we were, you know, co-opted into this advisory board, weren't we? Um, as outside experts, I was doing basically politics. You were doing like the English side of it. Culture. Yeah. Daryl was doing like history and things like this. Um, and so, for example, they're not teach they're not going to teach political education, which was my baby, and I was pushing again, saying like you need to be teaching political history and or just basic and, civics, and basic, say, basic yeah. civics, explaining yeah. what how devolution works, how vote, explain how, how devolution works, all all this stuff, what, what you like, voted for, like yeah, people just don't yeah, <laughs> and like what a democracy is, you know, what what just the basics yeah, about yeah. understanding about understanding um, society, which you know the fact that people don't understand society and you got work class people voting for like the conservatives is an indictment of, like, a lack of political education um, and the fact that, like, I would say Scotland has a far more advanced public sphere. I would say that the fact that Scotland have had a long-standing political education curriculum might have something to do with that. Yeah. But, um, so basically, so that was... So I kept making these arguments. They kept getting accepted by the body we were working with. Mm-hmm. They would then get sent to the Welsh government who would then edit this document about what was going to happen and send it back to behind us. closed doors. Behind so closed we had no doors. idea who was. We had no this. idea who was. Was it the steering group? We had no idea who was on the steering group. You know, it was. What, it was literally would, a case what, of. What oh, well, do, what's what the response would, to this? The steering group says no. What they were doing, yeah. And I was like, well, actually, why you've why have you asked me to to do this research? Um, and I ended up, as I always do, losing my rag a bit. Like, um, but but it was. I mean, well, saying that you walked out of a, here <laughs> and stormed out of another meeting because he just he just couldn't believe how disorganised like the Welsh government were. But um, and I remember I stuck around like an idiot. Like I was like, oh, this is great, and I think I lasted like another hour. I mean, who and Kieran was like, oh, I'm off. This is a go. waste of my time. Um, and I think you said something like. I'm a. You were like, I'm an academic. Like, don't dare ask me that. <laughs> to do this menial stuff. Like, but 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 like, but we were asked. Like, it fries me because we were. It, it was like a microcosm of like how the Welsh government works again. Because it was like you asked us for our expert opinion. We've given you loads of examples of what is wrong in Welsh society and how you can use this Welsh curriculum as a massive opportunity to make society better and create you know, basically a better learning experience for kids and you can give them a sense of where they come from um, and also just they can be, be better equipped to understand like the yeah. big wide world. And this is fundamentally something that's like really, really important and you could have done it. And they well, rejected all our recommendations out of hand, even though we, we made all these arguments that said like, look, you've got a deficit in political knowledge, you've got a deficit in historical cultural knowledge, knowledge and well. cultural knowledge. Which, why aren't you teaching these things? Like, why aren't you teaching? We said in the podcast for like, why aren't you teaching like Anglo-Welsh literature? Why aren't you teaching Welsh culture in schools? And it goes to this Welsh government's like body behind closed doors, and then you just reject it. 
and they reject and they don't give you a reason why and it was so unbelievably frustrating and I well, also the re- can I just read the reason that um, they have rejected the latest um, call for you know a cohesive body of so the word in it is um, uh, curriculum for Wales provides a clear articulation of no, the con- conceptual understanding <laughs> required to progress in learning history will form blah 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 blah, blah. Um, the humanities area of learning experience guidance outlines a methodology for selecting content and refers oh, to the God. need for consistent exposure to the story of learners' locality. I don't think teachers are, want a methodology. But you, know, like, you, you know, you want resources, you want was, knowledge, was, you want you know a set of like. But do you all remember also like when we went to that thing in um, in Swansea. Like the stuff that teachers do actually end up getting given is like unbelievably like complex and ridiculous. Like so, rather than having like this is what's happened, you have like all these different areas and like the purposes. Mm. And I said like, well, don't do that. Just have like aims. Just have like aims, simple aims. Like this is what we want to teach mm. this like this semester, and this is the resources we're going to use to do it. Mm. And then like, and you could say to them, you're right, use your locality to teach these things. But what they're doing now is basically saying like, use your locality to teach something that we're not going to provide for you because you know and bear in mind that like the whole problem with the previous curriculum is that teachers like we don't understand it because no, there was no, no structure yeah. exactly the same thing is going to happen again and the other thing i want to say as well this is like classic welsh government they've now decided on this bud buzzword called kenevin right which means place so in the meeting or i think it was before we went in the meeting and we said about someone said oh you could use the word kenevin and i said Watch now, they'll pick up on that buzzword, Kenevin, and they'll love it, and they'll use it as, like, this, uh, you know, this will be the, the buzzword going forward of this new, like, yeah. nebulous idea that they're going to pass into the schools. And they did. Of all the, like, detailed things we took, all they did, they took this word, Kenevin, and they can say, oh, we'll just call everything, like, Kenevin, and everything's Kenevin. And, like, and it's just such, like, it's it's absolutely typical. They pick up on these, like, sh- like a word that they, they thought sounded nice, like, probably... They gutted it of all its. Mm. Pro- they will end up gutting it of all its sort of potential, and just it'll just be this hollow buzzword. And then in twenty years, someone will be writing, "What happened to the Welsh New Welsh curriculum?" That was a that was another massive fuck up, wasn't it? Um, oh, and then like well, Carnarvon went wrong because of this, or whatever. And the other thing, um, when we were in the meeting, there was a lovely lady from the Welsh government, but it always strikes me. I said like. Listen, you've got to be focused on implementing it, right? Like how you've got to be providing support to teachers and explaining to them what the point of this is mm-hmm. and why they're doing it and give them resources and tell them how to teach it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. as you said, they're overstretched anyway. Yeah. And, and, they're they're know, not going to manage. I think Martin Jones made the point as well that, you know, there's already massive inequality in the in the delivery of education in yeah. Wales. And so that, you know, wait, you're going to have some schools that are just better equipped and resourced course, to be able to deliver this. Which is exactly school, what, so you're just replicating it. And that's what's happening with the Welsh back. You know, some yeah. schools do, a, I won't talk about this in too, too detail, but like there's huge inequality in how the Welsh back is taught. You know, and it, sometimes they use like a collapse curriculum um, and they'll just teach it all in like one block at the end of the, yeah. the term after all the real subjects are finished, etc. Yeah. I won't get into that. But like, trolls remember we were in this meeting. There's a like, and the, this is the weird thing with the Welsh government. When you meet people from the Welsh government, some of them are like incredibly smart, like motivated people. Yeah. But somehow down the line, a bureaucrat gets hold of something and like rings. Although just there was that other it. guy in the meeting, remember who was like, "Why is that man yeah. here?" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I always it always it always sticks with me. I said, "Listen, you have actually got to provide." schools with structure and guidance of how to do these things otherwise it won't be done because it'll just be seen as another weird initiative that's been offloaded onto people um and the lady yeah, said that, I, that, that's exactly the point and the lady it? said it'll just feel like that and, 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 and she and she said 
well, it's not the, the place of the Welsh government to teach schools how to do this. And I was just like, that's literally your job. That's exactly what your job is. That's like absolutely what your job is. Mm. So they've got this weird hands-off culture of like, are you? But it's but the yeah. thing is, you see that in every bit of legislation. They they come up with this like great legislation like active travel um, or whatever. The future generations uh, commissioner things like this. Yeah, all these new mm. nice bits of good sound legislation. Then they just pass these things to local authorities with no increases in like money with no guidance on how to implement them and then like 10, 15 years down the line nothing's changed and you're like well shock horror it's the same with housing same with housing at the moment they pass the housing act they bang on how amazing it is you go to the local authorities local authorities are just like not implementing it or ignoring it and then Welsh government like this is terrible and you're like well yeah because you don't advise people on how to do it you just they just delegate and yeah, defer yeah. things to people because yeah, yeah. there's this weird hands off culture and they just oh, God, well damn. you got to wonder you know well Welsh Labour know that they can rely on this massive um, network of people that are on board with not changing anything, basically. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. It is. Or saying, "Wow, this is really great." So yeah, yeah, buzzed exactly. to be involved in a new curriculum. Yeah. And and like uh, and the thing is, there is now people belatedly kicking off about the new curriculum. Belatedly now, like, like so. Bear in mind, it's meant to be rolled out by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, fair play, like Chris Taylor at Wizard. Um, They've now said, like, well, how are you going to, how is a new curriculum going to impact on, like, free school meals kids? You know, because it's, it's going to be a lot of hard work. Oh, but the th- but it's like, well, the curriculum stuff has been rolled out, Professor Don- the Donaldson Review, because what happens in Wales, we have a professor, an expert coming from outside, and they do some review or something like the Diamond Review, and everyone goes, oh, Professor Diamond, oh, <laughs> Professor Donaldson says this, like, as if these fucking people from outside Wales, these gods, these non-ideological gods, and like, oh, what he must, you know, Professor Donaldson said it, so it must be amazing. And everyone's just like kissed this bloke's ass in like this stupid review of the new curriculum and said, this is so radical. It's like, it isn't radical for one because it's built over the exact same political economy of education as it was. is layered over cuts to education, massive increased datorization, um, yeah. huge amounts of pressure on teachers. Like, so <laughs> until that stuff changes, new curriculum is just going to be a pain in the ass and it's going to, yeah. it's going to be a, a failure anyway um but yeah but no one said anything already got me- hordes of teachers leaving the profession yeah when you've got you can't retain stress. you can't retain staff you know like huge amounts of stress it's obscene but like, this is never talked about the welsh welsh media is so servile we all say like there isn't a welsh media the little welsh media that exists in like wales online or bbc they'll just like literally produce like a BBC, like a welsh mm-hmm. government um press release, press release. Yeah. on that just just to end up on a nice uh god on um, a more positive note. So people are now reporting that the new Tory Bridgenda MP, Jamie Wallace, um, is a massive spiv um, who has run like new numerous companies into the ground, basically. Quickie um, Divorce Limited? Quickie Divorce Limited. Oh, no, 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 which trades under the title cleanbreak.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, so BuzzFeed and that are reporting. So it's basically Jamie Wallace is, is like a classic, you know, in any other society, he would probably be in jail because he's a you know because he but you know the because he's the UK you can fly sort of close to the bone or whatever I don't know what idiom is <laughs> uh, <laughs> mixed metaphor yeah but, um, yeah like you know but but you know he, or, but he's 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 in the grey areas where he keeps setting up these companies uh, he, he's 
you look at the company's house and he's director of all these companies that keep yeah. getting closed down, again, huge amounts of complaints against him. So uh, Train Standards received like 137 complaints about Action Direct, one of his companies, 166 about Fields Data Recovery Limited, 151 about Quickie Divorce Limited, 26 about Rapid Data Recovery Limited, 7 about Field Associates Limited, and 12 about Injunction Direct UK. So these are all his own like shell companies, which he's like setting up and then setting down. And he's obviously, I don't know what he's doing, but it's obviously shady mm. um so this like so this is the the, the outrage now oh my god you know the Bridgen Tory MP is like basically being the load is a crook yeah is a crook and like and is um or is allegedly a crook allegedly a crook um and allegedly he's also and you know and he was <laughs> basically uh I think he was a councillor in Pencode as well Nathan he was like wasn't allowed to do, like do that anymore because he wasn't doing it for meetings but this what does my head in we knew, right? So I went canvassing, obviously, for Labour in Bridgend during the election. It was an open secret, like, that this, basically, this guy was, a, was like, was involved in all this. And I know for a fact that the local press and the national press had these stories weeks ago, way before the election, and they sat on them. And they sat on them, who knows why? Like, either because they're cowards or because they've got, like, something invested in... Labour losing or whatever, but they had those stories, um, and they didn't do anything about it. And now it's come out, and it's like, oh, you know, um, it turns out he's a bad bloke. I mean, that was a tight election in yeah. the end. It was a couple of thousand votes. I think yeah. it was a thousand odd votes in it, right? And if people find out, like, oh, well, this guy, it would have cr- it would have crushed his campaign. It, and well, I, I think it's, well I, don't, I don't I don't think it actually would have because people are so immune to like. This is like stuff about like, corruption well, you, you and, and sleaze anymore. That, like, marginal, nothing, no, nothing sticks. I honestly think now, since like the expenses affairs, people are so people are so used to this narrative. Like, people are, are mm. so just almost immune to the fact that politicians are are all like on the take, like lying yeah. sort of scumbags. That like it's almost you can say like Boris Johnson is like, openly corrupt, and people are like, I don't care. Um, so it might not have made a difference, but it might. Have. Imagine getting more. But votes. But, the, but the fact, yeah, but the fact that they, well, yeah, the quickie divorcing, yeah. just just like. His vote shoots also, up amongst uh, the, the He also did a website of Thai Brides as well, so he's got like, uh, both sides covered. Well. <laughs> but it's just... I don't know, I am. <laughs> let's get to the moment, and sugardaddy.co.uk sounds like... Uh, that's, like, yeah, what were you going to get a sugar daddy? Oh yeah, I wouldn't be... I haven't done any money, so I can right. be a sugar daddy. But I want... But, I would like a sugar daddy, please, yeah. Um, let's give you a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but like, it, and it just... It Mark just, Cooper. It's just, it's, just so, <laughs> it's just so depressing. Yeah, up the Keeds Force, please. <laughs> Please, some more money. Uh, but it's just unbelievably depressing. It's just like, why yeah. hasn't this been reported? Like, you know, and and a lot of this again comes out to the Welsh media. Like, why didn't you report it? The other thing as well, like the, the stuff hasn't emerged again about the, like the Alan Cairns, like uh, AIDS, like collapse and a rape trial stuff. Um, this stuff is being reported right in private eye, like uh, <laughs> like the rotten borough section is all about Wales. Like, if you're like a Welsh journalist, like, why wouldn't you just say, like, I'll just do some investigative work? Yeah. I'm just going to look at this. Yeah. And they just don't bother, like, and uh, I mean, I won't talk about that like case because it just seems so. Guess so Wales, Wales Online horrific. couldn't spin it, so it was like a kind of clickbait article. Yeah, essentially, because it would have involved, like, well, the fact is, like, Martin Shipton stuff is deliberately not put on Wales Online. Yeah. Because it's, like, too long. <laughs> and it's, like, yeah. you can't, like, cover it now. Clash with the ads. Yeah, so, uh, which is just unbelievable. So, anyway. This has been a particularly. So that was another depressing one. Parti- yeah. uh, that was a particularly bleak one. I didn't think it was going to be that bleak. No. Um, is there anything? I also. Oh yeah, the uh, the uh, we we're going to mention Stephen Graham's accent in uh, that new program in the White House. I've not seen it, and I actually want to. It's this cross. I I saw a little clip of him talking, and it's like he grew up between 
Liverpool and Barry, like spent his split his time between Liverpool. So like so a scout that's how people, Barry that's accent. How people from like Flincher talk like to be fair. Um, I well, will reserve judgment. Watch reserve judgment. Tony Junior is Tony Junior's Doolittle. His best impression of Richard Burton. Mm. Hello, my loves. Yeah, like if you want to do an, a Welsh accent, just like do what Downey Jr. did and just like basically pastiche like Richard Burton's yeah. accent, which is in itself, I think you said before, Kieran, which is like basically received pronunciation laid over but all but accent. Yeah. Which, so, but like, so Richard Burton, Anthony Hopkins, weirdly speaking this like ridiculous accent. Yeah. Has no bearing to people who speak in Batalbet, No, it's not a real accent. But it's what happens when someone from but goes to Rada. Yeah, goes yeah. to Rada. <laughs> and it actually, it actually works. Yeah. Although I went to Rada and I didn't. I'm <laughs> um, and I haven't got an accent. I haven't got a... Um, right, anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to do some... Ext- how long was that? That was a long one. That so. was, well, was a long one. How long was it? Uh, it's coming up to about an hour and eight minutes. Oh, well done so for uh, sticking with um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you didn't, we're going to give a shout out to a lot of people. So hopefully you uh, you stuck around with the shout out if your name's included. If it's not, then I'm... You don't deserve the shout out. Um, right, <laughs> shout so, out to all the patrons. No, so yeah, shout out to all our special patrons. Thanks so much. Um, the main thing I forgot when we did the podcast with Neil and Ross. So shout out to Neil and Ross for doing the news round with me last yeah. week. I thought it was awesome. Um, shout out to Fian. Uh, so no, first shout out to everyone who came to the party, the Christmas party, which was like an unbelievably awesome time, and like we're still buzzing off it. And like it's we're like starting a, to come down a week. And it's like a yeah, it's like <laughs> the thing is I've like attached my my ego to the podcast like a lot and then at first when no one was at the party I was like I saw you again I'm going to kill, kill yeah, myself yeah, yeah. and then when I got really busy I went the other way I was like well I'm God this is and the like, best yeah this is the best thing ever yeah. but it was an amazing night so really grateful for everyone who came and like we really want to start doing that more because it was just amazing to meet people um, in person and like mm. get compliments so- in real life <laughs> <laughs> no but like just to, just to, just to like meet people who we've like chatted to online for ages and like see how amazing people actually yeah, are yeah how many like committed like yeah. intelligent brilliant yeah. people there are yeah. you know who's that guy Ted who just turned up who's just like I don't really like parties but he's a tenor like just wanted to meet you guys oh is it? Okay. yeah it's class um, but there's, so shout out to you Ted but there was yeah so shout out to everyone who came to the party like we're super grateful and like we feel like part of like a wider and if you weren't there a wider beautiful. community mm. um yeah, beef there didn't turn up. Um, <laughs> dead to me. Uh, but also, no, special thanks to like Fian and all, absolute legends, for making this like huge, amazing, like miners style banner of the Desolation Radio yeah. logo, which is like amazing. So, like, super grateful. Yeah. Like, super grateful to like uh, Neo for like promoting it and also to like Ross and Ashley for coming all that from Barcelona. And our special mystery guests, who we can't say. Um, and for legal reasons. Who else? And the bands. Yeah, and the bands, yeah. So, Art Bandini, Surreal Kinnick. Uh, Griff in particular for like helping us with like the um, uh, basically set up and like get the PAs and stuff. Oh, case, the guy who gave us center. the yeah, guy the, who gave us the, the cable, car- yeah, the karaoke guy from the Roth Park Pub, all South Road Pub, amazing. <laughs> uh, and Red Telephone, so thanks, Kieran, your ledge. Um, thanks. And, oh, yeah, Owen from Arpandini, like Arpandini, amazing. Um, I think that's it. And also shout out to like. Um, Hezbollah and the Keats Force for like continuing to fund us doing this like trying time. Our um, biggest patrons, yeah. Shia soldiers, like obviously we keep uh, yeah. um, keep supporting you doing the fight. We remember another day. guest on today, but they got crushed in uh, the funeral. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, no, so thanks, so, so thanks to everyone. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure there's loads more, you know. Yeah, I'm we'll, sure we're, we'll do a special yeah. episode where we name just everyone. Just everyone we love. Yeah. Yeah. We've got loads coming up this year. Loads of big episodes. We have, yeah. Can you imagine we just don't bother after that? That's it for this year. Peaked. Um, so no, thanks Yeah, thanks for, thanks for everyone. Um, a lot of stuff lined up, including a lot more socials, because we want to sort of start bringing like the 
the non labour left <laughs> together. <laughs> and some pro parties. Start converting well. the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, it, yeah. It's important to meet online, but it's also important to have a massive laugh. Like mm. rather than yeah. rather than do like door knocking and stuff, it's better to go out and yeah, yeah and go boozing pissed. together. Yeah. yeah. Kieran, any showers, my friend? Uh, no, just the chimps, uh, which I've got to go and feed Ooh. now. So, <laughs> uh, so I've just got to go and feed the chimps now. Mm. Okay. Uh, other than that. That's no, not a metaphor. My, chim- my chimps are my family now. So <laughs> My brood. <laughs> no, it's not a metaphor. No, no it's not. Nathan, any uh, shout um, Film shout out. Parasite, everyone's heard of it. Oh, Beef with High Life. Remember you recommended, well, we saw it in HMV. Mm. There's like a sci-fi with the guy from... I can't remember. It's called Robert High Life. Passing. Don't watch High Life. It's terrible. Don't watch oh. High Life. Okay. Um, any film shows, Nathan? Or? Uh, Parasite. Parasite. Uh, what film beefs can I have? Oh, do I? Star Wars. I do have... I Well, to be honest, I started watching clips of that um, through illegal means and it's just so bad. Like... But I mean, I, I guess I could talk a lot about Disney and Star Wars because no. you just you do just at this point realize that they are just billion pound, um, yeah, or billion toy. dollar toy adverts. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I've I've actually forgotten another show that I wanted, and I don't know who this person is, but you're an absolute legend. So, um, basically, like some person keep, or or maybe more than one person will put like diligently put all our episodes up on like Reddit, like the whale subreddit. Oh, do they? Do they? Yeah, and it's just like. I don't know what I was doing on the Will subreddit, but all like we have no comments on it. Um, but I just want to say thank you to that person oh, who keeps yeah, like uh, promoting us like online. Let us know who you um, are and obviously tell the truth. And yeah. send you some goodies. Yeah, which we yeah. don't have at the yeah. moment. We've got no proof it was you, but like yeah. just contact us and say it was you, um, and we'll get you stuff. Um, right, so that's it. Um, we're gonna, yeah, stay tuned because we're gonna have uh, some. We've got some really good guests lined up. Um, I got a beef. Okay, everyone on Twitter. Everyone on Twitter okay. just right. does my head in. Just does your head in. All, all your hot takes. You don't have to go on Twitter. No, I've tried not to, to be honest, but it's just... Go back to Facebook. It's much more pleasant uh, on that. normal. Yeah. People just... just people go just, to the just beach mum, with just their mum, dogs. Just mum's asking as I know as a plumber. Like, <laughs> just lost the ability <laughs> to Google I, 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 Just lost the ability to Google if you have kids. Like, any plumbers in... <laughs> I thought that was uh, Pornhub. Oh, no. Um, right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, we'll see you soon. See you soon. All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. understood me. I, I want to get some drivers to drive this car and that car down to Aintree. Drivers, you understand? Like yeah, a driver, brother. Who? A driver, brother. Where do they live? They live back old that way.
Too. I believe you could. That's good. It's very good. Very God good. damn, you play a mean banjo. Hey, you, you want to play another one? Give him a couple of bucks. <laughs> <laughs> 